Hey, hey, Twister Hoover here, and I'm so excited to share to you stories, anecdotes, and truths from the sacred writ that intertwine with our daily realities. This is Cross Radio, and welcome to the podcast that's all about the Christocentric word to the Christo needing world. Hey, hey to you, beloveds. Today is March 24, 2020, and still we are quarantined here inside our homes. This is Twister Hover from the City of Smiles, Pacolod City, and this is indeed a pleasant day for everyone to see once more the goodness of God through everything that's happening. Medical news today of the Healthline Media UK, that was two days ago, last March 21, has reported the COVID-19 death toll on the rise as the world is stuck with the pandemic. Researchers, quoting from their news report online, are also hard at work trying to understand, treat, prevent the coronavirus. March 20, total number of confirmed COVID-19 cases across the globe stands at 244,000. With the heartbreaking and fear-inducing news, we are alerted to gather all information we can and see to it that we are not believing fake news. Fake news can induce unhealthy fear and panic that might as well produce pandemonium in the society. My wife Lori, who is the frontliner and medical pediatrician who is still on duty every week in the hospital, creates a bit of anxiety within me, which I know I should not be. Every time she wears her protective gears and go to war against fighting coronavirus and its effect. My heart breaks a little, but I know we all need to battle this together. Healthcare workers in the hospitals, police and armies on the streets, food manufacturers in their workplaces, fathers and mothers in their houses, helping the children fight off fear by not causing unnecessary panic. Fake news should be done away with because the moment we believe in something that's false, no matter how intensely passionate we are with it, burns us like that moth in love with a flame. We need to believe the truth and nothing talks to us about the truth and reveals to us the truth than that of the sacred scriptures. Jesus cried out that his truth is that which sanctifies that is found in John 17 17 is the word of God the truth that sanctifies is the word of God and then we see not long before that Jesus claiming to be the truth himself that's found in John 14 6 he is the truth the word is truth Jesus is truth this is why this podcast is everything about the Christocentric word the word is truth because it is about Jesus Christ Christ is the truth as it is written in the word Christocentric word stands therefore for the reality that everything in the scriptures talks about our Lord Jesus Christ specifically his gospel message in his own life, death, and resurrection. Jesus, talking to the diehard Jews in John chapter 5, once said, You study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me. Therefore, from Genesis to Malachi in the Old Testament to the Gospel rendition of Matthew through the book of Revelations in the New Testament, 
the word points us to the centrality of Christ and what he has accomplished at the cross. And we share this truth to the world as this is the one true need of everyone who is about to be condemned by the holiness and justice of our Almighty God. Thus boldly we say our podcast's motto, the Christocentric word to the Christo needing world. Today's session is entitled Chaotic Peace. Coming from the blog I posted several days ago in WordPress, I will be reading the article and drive us to the heart of this COVID-19 pandemic and the reality of our faith, not on the fake news, but on facts, necessary facts, the truth, the absolute truth from the Christocentric Word of God. This is Chaotic Peace, written last March 16, 2020. I felt the shadow of fear all over the place. People were looking at each other, eyes casting like searchlights on one another, hounding every inch of their souls, watching for signs of doomsday, panicking as if they will be saved by hoarding a cart full of green cross alcohol or surprisingly, two ply tissue papers. There were no bottles left on the grocery where I was. It was becoming like an old western cowboy scene set up in an apocalyptic age with all people inside the saloons and houses spying with vulture eyes on the visitors walking on the lonely streets of a ghost town. Every breath was weighed, every whisper was heard, every sigh was an open scandal. A punch of cough became a specter of Hades. All you had to do was sneeze and the grocery became a haunted mansion. The buyers rolling or carrying their grocery baskets caused traffic within the aisle. The currency was fear. People were buying out of anxiety and multiplied fretting. At the grocery, I saw people with the battle scars of hoarding, mothers rummaging after toiletries, fathers grabbing canned supplies, the old children tailing after them full of question marks and secondhand stress. Alcohol and soap shelves became a deserted area, carrying within them the ominous breath of a damnable past. I bought one stub of Moringa supplements for my wife's daily consumption, and the couple beside me, seeing I brought the stub, in panic, the lady asked his partner if this can help them. Brought five stubs! Bought five stubs! I hope they too were also breastfeeding well. Everyone's increasing scare became the manufacturer's silver. Everyone's decreasing silver became scarce manufacturer. See now the chaos in these snapshots. Pangolins were devoured by people. People made way for pathogens. Pathogens created pathosis. Pathosis killed people. People uproared pandemic. Pandemic promoted panic. Panic formed pandemonium. Pandemonium ravaged the planet. On this logic, we know that the pangolins were not to blame. And in all this commotion, while arranging the thought in my head, then written on my phone, I still have to find a bottle of isopropyl alcohol and clinical masks. Well, this week has shown us a lot. This may seem to be just a primer to something bigger, wilder, deadlier, God forbid. Everything may change right after this phase. The gameplay of almost everyone, from businesses to churches, from towns to metropolis superpowers, might change big time. One question remains looping inside the circles of everyday battlefield. 
how should we, as believers, respond to this? Let the world be the world, but those who are, who are His are set apart in both reactions and resolutions. How should we set ourselves apart and not lose our cool over such panicky situations in alcohol-free aisles? How do we fare through the morbidity and mayhem? How should we conduct ourselves in the front lines of chaos? Allow me to drop once more and put to test a very familiar slogan. I know this is quite corny, but this is once this one's helpful for me who's on the border of going bananas over bananas and for wanting people to quarantine themselves for the society's safety, especially those who are the millennial pilgrims traveling from place to place and boasting of their immortal immune system and not thinking of others. I go back to the simple slogan, fact, faith, feelings. Or in a small yellow booklet from the Campus Crusade, taken from the preaching titles of some pastors in the yesteryears, namely F.B. Mayer or L.E. Maxwell. This was illustrated with the use of a train. The locomotive is the fact. This talks about Christ and His Word. The coal car is the faith or is faith. Our response of trust and surrender to this fact. And the caboose or the railway carriage attached to the rear of the freight train has been tagged as feelings. In this small evangelistic tool, the Campus Crusade points us to the reality that feelings should not dictate the facts, nor even our faith. Although important becomes something that tells objective facts in our faith, that truth is still and will always be true regardless of how or what we feel. This evangelistic reality does point us that God's promises and providences in Christ as the sure salvation of those who repent and believe becomes the main engine that drives everything into motion. We are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, because of Christ alone, regardless of our feelings. Now let us drive this slogan or illustration from evangelistic to how we respond to everything else, especially in this global outbreak. Fact, faith, feelings become now the freight train by which we should ride on, especially in such panic-driven situations. We set the facts straight and respond in faith to the proper object and so we can control how and what to feel in such situations. Again, fear becomes unhealthy when the order is reversed. When feelings dictate facts, pandemonium may happen. I go back to this because we need once again to be reminded of very simple yet essential things, especially when chaotic events are about to unfold. The order of reaction may seem so alien to us who are too used to obeying our own emotions and uncontrolled impulses more than anything else. We need to go back to the basics. We need to be serious in reigning over our lusts to do, to do everything in accordance to the fluttering of our hearts. And I'm not talking to everybody, although some may be secondary wave of readers or listeners. My personal target are Christians those who claim to be followers of Jesus Christ, those who are, through faith, has surrendered their lives to His gracious and truthful claim as Lord and Savior of the world. 
We remember as believers in such panicky situations such as this our basic everyday reactions to uncomfortable situations. How we respond to such shows the depth of our trust and surrender to who God is. To cause a chronological disorder in such responses could cause a disorder in life as a whole. Thus, we go back to reminding ourselves about this. Facts come first, then we respond in faith, and so our feelings will follow. First point, set the facts straight. To a believer, we are faced with daily facts that venture us into the heart of truth. By facts, I mean two important slices, the smaller slice and the entirety of it. The smaller chunk, or the minor slice, is what's really happening in the world or the objective realities happening all over us. These in panicky times are almost always contrary to what we feel or what we think about certain situations. The first slice of fact, which is the universal reality, should lead us to really dig into all news and discriminate between those that are actual or factual and those that are from those that are merely imagined or outrightly false. In the era of fake news in our entertainment Thursday generation, regardless if true or false as long as it makes me feel or look good, we hereby ask the right questions, get proper information, call things by their proper names, and discriminate rightly and healthily facts from fiction. In the modern setup, we go back to saying knowledge is power. But in the modern age, and not merely to sound hip, we go a notch higher. Power is life, knowledge is lifer. This slice of facts may be stable realities of evolving data, meaning through time, we may know better due to experimental and scientific research work and proper data gathering. For instance, if I have written this article a month ago, February 2020, I wouldn't call this COVID-19 outbreak a global pandemic. However, time pointed us to an evolving reality. Knowing realities either time-tested or evolving may help us clarify things better and when things are clearer, we can easily assess the situation and do some calm or appropriate decision-making solutions. Know the facts, yes, but this is just a slice. The world answers the minor and fleeting issues. Life-sized, yes, but we know from all these that we go beyond everything that life has to offer. We as believers know and go to the bigger chunk, the Word, as the major truth encompassing everything for life and eternity. The totality of the whole rests in, as believers, the ultimate revelation of truth, which is the sacred scriptures. This is where the ultimate facts are. Although the Bible has not told us what alcohol to use during such situations, how to wear face masks properly, and even where to run when this global pandemic goes three notches higher, we are given the essentials on how to live as children of the one who sits on the throne and who wears the victor's corona. The world may offer us solutions to minor problems, but scriptures are revealing the major issues and the major, major solution, Jesus Christ. The moment we reverse this order, when we major on the minors and vice versa, a deeper pandemic happens. 
if the facts we hear on trusted news and social media gives us a view of matters on matters of life or even in death, we are given the big picture, the meaningful life, the true life, the eternal and the final verdict on the Holy Writ. This is why the Christian is, as to Karl Barth, as Karl Barth points out, hold the Bible in one hand and the newspaper in the other. Although this is truly helpful, it should be misin- it should not be misinterpreted as both the bearers of ultimate truth. We engage in culture in the world at every point that is not compromising to the truth we stand on. This, however, has a proper place. The word should be the singular foundation of everything and the lens by which we see all things. The truth stands as the word of God stands. Or simply put, as Jesus prayed to the Father, that the truth that sanctifies the church is the truth that is the word of God. We stand in the word of God as we live in the world. With these facts set straight, we can now respond in trust and surrender to what we know to be true. Faith thus sets in. Both believers and unbelievers alike give themselves over to the facts and premises they think are true and good and right. Even atheists believe in something, and so does other religions. The key does not lie, albeit important, in the intensity of faith, but in the veracity of the facts. Thus, what we mean by faith here is simply a trusting and a surrendering to the truth found in the Lord Jesus Christ. In Him, we do not only have the peace or peace with God, but also the peace of God. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. John 16:33b in the NIV version. Then and only then can this article be understood. If you are His, grow deeper in Him as you continue to live in and by faith. During such times, we resonate with Paul, who when writing this was not also in an easy-peasy state, yet knowing that the major problem in life, which is the wrath of God, is satisfied fully by Christ Himself, that in Him He knows He has peace on minor issues, He can say in perfect melody, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 4 to 7, ESV. This is not a simple passage to comfort us, but to point us to the fact, to the reality that peace with God gives us the most valuable resource in all worldly chaos, the peace of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We will just slice our article this moment and we'll continue with a second part of, of this chaotic peace. Next time, we will talk about walking by faith or 
walking in faith and at the same time now we can start setting our affections on fire ladies and gentlemen this has been another breezy tuesday to each and every one of you this is march today's march 24 2020 again my name is twister hover and you're listening to cross radio where this podcast is all about the Christocentric word to the to the crystal needing world